Hey guys, and welcome back to our 31 Days of Wisdom. Hey, today is day eight, and today eight, we're talking about the home builder. Uh, a few days ago, we talked about, I think it's on day five, we talked about the home wrecker. Well, today, in stark contrast to the home wrecker, we're looking at the home builder. And yet again, in this chapter, we see Lady Wisdom. And, you know, we've got two women here. We've got the adulterous woman. We've got Lady Wisdom. And both of these women, they're, they're kind of seeking a companion, right? They're, but they're completely different. The adulterous woman, she speaks from kind of like the shadows. And Lady Wisdom, she calls from the mountain of influence. And the adulterous woman, she kind of uses this deceit to kind of get her, her companion and uh, Lady Wisdom actually brings revelation, right? Revelation life to help us reign in life. And chapter eight, it starts out, uh, wisdom calls from a mountain or from, from above. It's not hard to find because it's found on street level, which is good for me, right? If we'll only listen to it. And that means we don't have to be super smart or super intelligent. We only have to have a like a like a tender and attentive heart. And I think where we mess up at many times is we try to use our own intellect. We try to use man's intellect. We've been given intellectual faculties, right? They're a gift. But many times we try to use those to solve our problems and or create solutions. But but man's wisdom. Uh, is finite, right? And wisdom's call is a much more infinite than our man's infinite or finite uh, intelligence. I've been reading the um, the the feeding of the five thousand, right? And you know, it's interesting. The feeding of the five thousand is one of only two miracles that's found in all four gospel accounts. And what's interesting to me is at the end of John, John mentions that, you know, he says something to the effect that if everything Jesus ever did, all the miracles and signs and wonders that he ever did were to be written in a book, then there probably wouldn't be enough books in the entire world to contain what all he did and what all he said. And what that tells me is that, you know, super important stuff, every single word uh, that's in the Word of God, it, it has a meaning and a purpose to it, right? If I'm if I'm doing leadership training, a team calls me to come in and do like an eight-hour training, you know, I can add some things in there. I can add some stories. I can add some activities and those kind of things. But if they call me in and say, hey, I need you to make your same point in 10 minutes. Oh, I've got to be clear. I've got to be concise. And I've got to have the most important stuff in there. And, and thinking through that, you know, if John's, if John, if what John says that, you know, there wouldn't be enough books to contain, then that means the most important things are in here. And if the feeding of the 5,000 are in all four gospel accounts, then there's probably something pretty significant about that. One, it's obviously a huge miracle, but I've been thinking about it a little bit more and praying into that. And, you know, you've got Jesus teaching these 5,000 people and it's getting late and they're getting hungry. And uh, Jesus said to feed them and they come with the fish and the loaves. And um, Jesus takes what, what they gave to him and he breaks it, blesses it and have, have enough to feed them and 12 loaves to or 12 basketfuls too. But I think also Jesus was trying to teach his disciples uh, something as well. You know, they, he was teaching these disciples that, you know, he's about to leave and he's and these 12 are going to carry on his message. And I think another thing that he was trying to teach them was that, you know, 
not just to look here on the physical plane and use man's intellect to solve problems, but to engage the spirit that, that God may be trying to, to do something on the spiritual plane. And we're trying to figure it out here on the physical plane. And as we see right here in chapter eight, we have wisdom's call. She's a home builder, not a home wrecker. So let's jump in right here to chapter eight, Proverbs eight, day eight, home builder. Here's what she says. Can't you hear the voice of wisdom from the top of the mountains of influence? She speaks into the gateways of the glorious city at the place where pathways merge at the entrance of every portal. There she stands ready to impart understanding, shouting aloud to all who enter, preaching her sermon to those who listen. I'll call to you, sons of Adam. Yes, and to you, daughters, as well. Listen to me, and you will be prudent and wise, for even the foolish and feeble can receive an understanding heart that will change their inner being. And I just pause right there. And once again, I, I think it's awesome that you don't have to be... It, it, God's truth and God's wisdom isn't just for those with a great intellect. It's, it's for those that have a, a heart that desires understanding, right? So no, chapter verse six, the meaning of my words will release within you the revelation for you to reign in life. My lyrics will empower you to live on what's right for everything I say is unquestionably true. And I refuse to endure the lies of lawlessness. My words will never lead you astray. All the declarations of my mouth can be trusted. They contain no twisted logic or perversion of truth. All my words are clear and straightforward to everyone who possesses spiritual understanding. If you have an open mind, you will receive revelation knowledge. And pause one more time right there. I, I you know, it says, all my words are clear and straightforward to everyone who possesses spiritual understanding. If you have an open mind, you will receive revelation knowledge. I think many times one of our intellectual faculties that we have is, is the faculty of reasoning. I think many times we reason out God's revelation truth, his revelation knowledge. So uh, let's keep going. My wise correction is more valuable than silver or gold. The finest gold is nothing compared to revelation knowledge I can impart. Wisdom is so priceless that it exceeds the value of any jewel. Nothing you could wish for could equal her. For I wisdom, and for I am wisdom, and I am shrewd and intelligent. I have at my disposal living understanding to devise a plan for your life. That's good stuff. Wisdom pours into you when you begin to hate every form of evil in your life. That's what worship and fearing God is all about. Then you will discover that your pompous pride and your perverse speech are the very ways of wickedness that I hate. And y'all, that's through verse um, 13. I have to tell you, chapter eight is one of my favorite chapters in all of Proverbs right here. In this next section, uh, verses 14 through 21, it, it, to me, it's probably some of the most powerful. And one of the other days, I forget what day it was, we talked about making the promises in the word personal to you. So what I did is I actually went um, verses 14 through 21 right here. I just wrote them out and I personalized it to me. Now, I'm not trying to recreate scripture or anything like that. All right. So don't cast no stones or anything like that. But I'm just trying to make the promises in scripture personal to me. So I want to read you the way I personalized verses 14 through 21. OK, now this is the personalized version, right? 
I will find true success when I find the wisdom that comes from the Lord. For his wisdom has insights into wise plans that are designed just for me and my family. His wisdom holds in his hand living understanding, courage, and strength. It empowers kings to reign and rulers to make laws that are just. It empowers princes to rise and take dominion and generous ones to govern the earth. His wisdom will show his love for me, for I passionately love him. For I will search and search continually until I find his wisdom. Unending wealth and glory come to me because I discover where it dwells. The riches of righteousness and a long satisfying life will be given to me. What he imparts has greater worth than gold and treasure and the riches and the increase he brings benefits me more than a windfall of income. He leads me into the ways of righteousness to discover the paths of true justice because I love him. I gain great wealth and a glorious inheritance and he fills our lives with treasure. And that's just how I personalized uh, verses 14 through 21. So let's keep on trucking right here. Pick back up in verse 22 here. In the beginning, I was there for God possessed me even before he created the universe. From eternity past, I was set in place before the world began. I was anointed from the beginning before the ocean depths were poured out and before there were any glorious fountains overflowing with the water. I was there dancing. Even before one mountain had been sculpted or one hill raised up, I was already there dancing. When he created the earth, the fields, even the first atom of dust, I was already there. When he hung the tapestry of the heavens and stretched out the horizons of the earth, when the clouds and skies were set in place and the subterranean fountains began to flow strong, I was there. When he set in place the pillars of the earth and spoke the, the, <laughs> the decrees of the seas, and commanding the waves so they wouldn't overstep their boundaries. I was there close to the creator's side as his master artist. Daily, he was filled with delight in me as I playfully rejoiced before him. I laughed and played so happy with what he had made while finding my delight in the children of men. So listen, my sons and daughters, to everything I tell you, for nothing will bring you more joy then following my ways, listen to my counsel for my instruction will enlighten you. You'll be wise not to ignore it. You wait at wisdom's door. If you wait at wisdom's door, longing to hear word for every day, joy will break forth within you as you listen for what I say. I, I want to pause right there on verse 34. It says, if you wait at wisdom's doorway, longing to hear word for every day, joy will break forth within you as you listen for what I say. I, you know, I, I think that's something we really need to hone in on today in our fast-paced world. We're just kind of go, go, go. Are we taking a moment and are we just sitting at Jesus's feet? Are we sitting there at, at the door, uh, at, at the door of the storehouse of wisdom, waiting, just waiting and longing to hear a word? He says, there's a word for you every day, right? And are we taking the time to do that? Here we go. Verse 35, for the fountain of life pours into you every time that you find me. And this is a secret of growing in the delight and the favor of the Lord. Mm. But those who stumble and miss me will be sorry they did for ignoring what I have to say will bring harm to your own soul. Those who hate me are simply flirting with death. Man, that's good stuff. That is, uh, today is day eight, home builder, building a home right there. And that has been some good stuff 
and I just want to say, you know, as our action step for today, really assess who are you listening to? We talked about Lady Wisdom and the Adulterous Old Woman, uh, but there are other, other things out there that'll sidetrack us too. But who are you allowing in? Who are you allowing to speak into you? And what are you allowing to uh, really speak into you uh, as, as it relates to solving problems and, and finding creative solutions? Are you using your own intellect or are you, are you engaging the Holy Spirit? And beyond that, too, we'll find in, uh, not beyond that, but along with that, in um, Proverbs, we'll also see how important it is to have kind of like a, um, we, we call it in our legacy builders, a, an accountability group or kind of your own board of advisors, right? Who are you allowed to speak in to you? I hope you have a great day. God bless. See you back tomorrow on day nine, 31 days of wisdom. You guys have a great day. Thank you.